This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Tuesday, March 9th. Here's today's news. Brought to you by Hot Seat, a new memoir from Jeff Immelt, the former CEO of General Electric. Immelt explores his time at the helm of one of the world's largest companies, from navigating a post-9-11 world to the 2008 financial crisis and more. Buy your copy today. Our top story. On Thursday, city leaders pleaded with residents to avoid violence and disorder as Atlanta prepared to take the national stage and host the NBA All-Star Game at State Farm Arena. Then on Friday, Atlanta police beseeched visitors to keep mayhem at a minimum and commotion under control. But by Sunday evening, it was evident that the pleas were for naught. Police were called to investigate more than a dozen shootings during the weekend, including two that resulted in deaths. Many of those incidents, police said, are related to a lack of conflict management skills. The violence on Sunday began with simultaneous shootings about 3 a.m. and ended with the discovery of a man's body at about 8.30 p.m. That brought the total number of weekend shootings to 14, intensifying public pressure on city leaders over a surge in violent crime. In other news, invoking the name of a black Brunswick-area man who was shot and killed last year, the Georgia House unanimously voted to overhaul a Civil War-era state law that allows Georgians to arrest someone they suspect of committing a crime. The citizen's arrest law came under renewed scrutiny after it was cited by a prosecutor last year to justify not charging three white men involved in the shooting death of Ahmad Arbery. The rollback of the law is a top priority of Governor Brian Kemp, who said the overhaul strikes a critical balance between protecting the lives and livelihoods of our families, our friends, and our neighbors, and preventing rogue vigilantism from threatening the security and God-given potential of all Georgians. It passed by a 173-0 vote, an overwhelming show of support that surprised even veteran Capitol observers. In politics, the Georgia Senate passed a bill Monday to roll back no-excuse absentee voting and require more voter ID, which would create new obstacles for voters after Republicans lost elections for president and the U.S. Senate. The legislation would reduce the availability of absentee voting, restricting it to those who are at least 65 years old, have a physical disability, or are out of town. In addition, Georgians would need to provide a driver's license number, state ID number, or other identification. The Senate approved the bill on a party-line 29-20 vote, a one-vote majority of the chamber's 56 senators required by the Georgia Constitution for legislation to pass. Democrats unified against the voting limitations over three hours of passionate debate, saying the restrictions would especially harm black voters after struggles for ballot access during the civil rights movement. And finally, Governor Brian Kemp praised Gwinnett County Public Schools for getting hundreds of employees vaccinated Monday, the first day they were eligible, after a tour of the county's mass vaccination site near Duluth. Then he took aim at Atlanta Public Schools during a news conference after the tour at the Gwinnett Place Mall. 
Kemp said APS played politics when the school board in early February called on the state to prioritize vaccines for teachers. Now that teachers are eligible for vaccines, APS isn't holding an event until later this month. Atlanta Public Schools Board sent me a letter demanding that teachers needed to be vaccinated when they knew dang well I couldn't do that. We didn't have the supply to do that, he said. It was pandemic politics at its best, and now they're going to wait two or three weeks. I believe that they're doing a disservice to their teachers. That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day. Spoken Layer 